The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what we need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio, Kylan, Eric, and myself, Mike. How are you guys doing? I'm way too sober for this show. <laughs> I'm just going to say this right now. <laughs> one, one of those weeks, huh? It's been one of them weeks. And it started uh, 18 months ago? Wait. Are we? Are you saying we're about months to ago. celebrate the one-year anniversary of of uh, 14 days to flatten the curve? Yeah. 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 Uh, we, we are less than a month away from, believe it or not, Disneyland having been closed. Because that happened yeah. on March 15th. Beware the Ides of March, Iger. <laughs> yeah, very much so. But outside of that, guys, I'm doing pretty good. How about y'all? Doing okay. I'm good. Yeah. Doing all right. So check out our homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Uh, from there, check out our affiliates like Biddy Boomers. They've got some new bitty boomers out, Carnage and Venom. Sweet. I use my Thor pretty good bit. I use Iron Man at work quite a bit with my laptop. Oh, I was not able to uh, to use my my Iron Man one. My my son claimed that one and uh, and Cap, if I remember right. I I, I use Cap so. I, uh, but they also have two, two new child Grogu Biddy Boomers. 
One with eyes. Are they actual size? Close. Okay. Uh, one with eyes closed and one eating a frog, which the frog one looks actually pretty decent. <laughs> you know, it tastes like chicken, but, you know, I digress. Hey, it does taste like but, chicken. I, I mean, though, seriously, in, in all seriousness, I mean, these bitty boomers are really good. Yeah, they are. They they are. They're, they've got really good volume to them, and they've got good range, so... Uh, with my laptop, I am rolling it back to about half and still be okay. Too, if I if I go full volume, it's too loud and almost distorting from the laptop. I mean, how insane is that? Yeah, see, I don't patch mine in through a laptop. I patch mine in through my phone. Phone, it's per- and- it's still you almost get the same issue though. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's got it, it surprises me how much volume that thing throws out. Yeah, for an inch and a half speaker, it's amazing. Highly recommend. Uh, Amen to that. Also, too, check out Superhero Stuff. Uh, They've got some great um, merch there for whatever your fandom is. And Hero Boxes, some great stuff out of those Hero Boxes. Uh, What else is around that I can think of? Um. Oh, our web stores, Tee Public, and uh, and our actual web store. So check those out for uh, t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, jerseys, whatever your needs are or wants are. So, um, WandaVision. Let's talk about this past week's episode, shall we? <laughs> Is it too early to really just want to see Hayward like get conked in the head with an anvil or something? Uh, no. What if he's an evil LMD? What if, what, what if that's the case? Like, what if you conk him and it doesn't really mean anything? I hope that's not the case. I would love, uh, I, I would love to, I would love to, no, actually buy an anvil or order an anvil from Acme and have it delivered to the set. That's what I would love, but you know. <laughs> I've seen theories on the internet about, you know, well, that's Mephisto or well, <laughs> let's be honest. I have seen just about every theory, you know, just every character on that show has been fingered as being Mephisto, except for the dog. Uh, but uh, the dog's Mephisto. Hey, hey now see, me, you've me. ruined it for me. <laughs> Look, it reminds me of an episode of uh, Next Generation I was watching. And, and there, there was this creature that was going around killing people, and they had it figured out to be these two people, and it really was the dog. Like this, this uh, shapeshifter took the form of the dog and was doing stuff. So you know what? It could be the dog. Now, did we talk about last week about him being Ultron in disguise, or am I hallucinating? Uh, we 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 did we did throw that out there because we we talked about how Ultron does have the ability to you know change his appearance, just like Vision is able to do it. Yeah, he just trying for whatever reason chooses not to, but he could. Yeah, I I still don't know that. Yeah, I've, I keep seeing that theory out there, and you know, as theories go, it's kind of plausible. But 
the MCU Ultron has not shown a uh, what is it? You know, the ability to change his image, right? Uh, which you figure Vision can do it, and Vision was essentially supposed to be a new body for Ultron, right? So you know, I would not, I, I would not poo-poo that theory. I still think, though, and this is – we are recording this on Thursday night, you know, several hours before episode – were we on? Seven? Seven uh, drops. So, you know, by the time you're hearing this, this whole theory could be just like blown to crap. But my personal theory as of this moment is that Ultron – a copy of Ultron was behind Hayward's final firewall. And that is what Darcy has emailed to Agent Wu Hmm. because I really think that Hayward, his intent is to create a squadron of visions with an Ultron type OS. Yeah. Under under swords control. Basically, these are the sword super soldier robots. That is why vision was in pieces in a sword lab. They were trying to reverse engineer him. And so once they got the body ready, and this is this is why Hayward didn't lift a finger to get him out of the the hex. Mm-hmm. He's trying to create an army of visions with an Ultron AI under sword control. Now here's something else to think about. Okay. So so the snap it's been about three weeks, I think, since this Snap. I mean, the snap where everybody returns. I think so we're. Been, I think we're further along than that. You think we're further along than that? I think so. But so I guess what I'm thinking is if if uh, Vision got buried now, if Vision got buried and at at Tony's funeral, uh, Wanda seemed okay. What happened that she just is not now, like? What like what's the time span between the snap and sword getting a hold of Vision's body? See, I don't, okay, I don't think she was okay. Well, here's the thought. Well, first of all, didn't she get caught up in the snap as well? No, because I'm pretty. And and Kylan, you are right. This is set three weeks after the events of Endgame. Yeah. I thought it was later. See, okay. See, now you got me. Wait, no, 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 no. She didn't, because you remember during the battle, she was handing uh, Thanos his keister. But then dur- during that final battle, she was handing him his keister. Then he called. He rained down fire, and it uh, basically distracted her. Yeah. Now she did die in the snap. She was one that yeah. like yeah. was disintegrated. Yeah, okay. she so died in the snap. She was gone up until the Hulk snap. Right. Okay. So she was restored then. So mm-hmm. now she is the one that's basically getting Thanos on the ropes. And the only reason he was able to basically not get his butt handed to him was he ordered the ships to fire on his position, basically fire on his own people just to make sure he hit her. Right. So, all right. And so now are we making the assumption that are are we assuming that Vision has been buried uh, was buried 
once the snap happened and I don't think do he we- was I don't think he was buried. I think Sword came in. Oh. I think Sword came in well no, they're at Wakanda. Somehow they will have gotten him out of Wakanda. I mean, I thought I, my thinking is Tony would have buried him. Well, Tony's off Tony planet. Would- Tony's off planet. Oh crap! They're right. So Tony's off. So, planet. but would Cap have taken him back? Well, to the see, US? here's the thing. I, yeah. I am just guessing because we have not seen Vision's living will. Right. But Vision clearly considered himself an Avenger, and rightly so because he was. Right. But I would think that in his will, he would probably have said something like, in the event of my death, I want to be buried like an Avengers compound. Right. Or, some, or something like that. They probably would have returned him to the compound in some form or fashion. But if S.W.O.R.D. basically stole him from the Avengers compound, because what, what I'm thinking is he's been in a S.W.O.R.D. His body has been in a S.W.O.R.D. lab for five years. Yeah. Now, according to Wikipedia, they're saying sometime between 2018 and 2023, S.W.O.R.D. recovers the deactivated vision from Wakanda and experiments on his body at S.W.O.R.D. headquarters. So yeah. you so you think Martha's mom was okay with that? I mean, and that's not to say she's not. I mean, because let's, let's be honest. Nick Fury has made some questionable decisions in his uh-huh. time with S.H.I.E.L.D., Okay. Okay. All right. I, I I don't think she was okay with it. But you think that somebody, somebody it, in their art division, whatever, went and did this anyway? It's possible that it was done without her knowledge. It's very possible because remember, twenty eighteen, she's in the hospital. Yeah. Oh, right. And she right. dies yeah. what three years later, right? Yeah. Or yeah. did. Or, or do they say she's been dead for five years? No, she's been dead for two. If I if I remember correctly, she's been dead for two years. Yeah, she that, died like three years after the snap. It was either two or three. Right. Yeah, you so know why? Because because, um, um, uh, because uh, what's the guy's name again? Hayward. Hey, Hayward has been acting director for two years. Yeah. So Hayward's been dire- acting direct two years. Of course, also, we don't know Vision's body has been in a sword lab for all of those five years. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, she, now, she dies in, 20, in 2020. Okay, so basically two years after the snap. Yes. Okay, so, all right, so... Let, let's break this down. Either Maria knows that Sword is basically, you know, is researching his body, or she doesn't. Right. Let's let's pursue the latter at this point. Right. There has there are three years in which Sword has to basically to monkey around with him right. after she dies. So it could be happen in those three years, or it could be like while she's in the hospital dying from cancer. Right. And not able to keep as close an eye on sword as she would like. Mm-hmm. Very true. Although, Very true. although one of Hayward's comments is kind of like, you know, it's a good thing you wasn't here when your mother died because you could not have made the hard decisions. That comment implies that 
her mom could. Or he just saying a bunch of trash just to get at her. Well, yeah, there there is that too because you know he's kind of a tool. And um, but that's not to say. I mean, I I you don't get to be director of an organization like Sword without being able to make the hard decisions. Correct. Agreed. You know, okay. And here's the other thing. It is possible that she could, uh, like you said, maybe she was aware of this and they had, they've had this body for a number of years, or maybe they've had it for a number of years and she wasn't aware of it. But I, I do feel confident in saying that I don't believe that even if they did, as she was aware that she would have the same agenda that Hayward has. Right. Now, I would lean towards the she didn't know. Okay. And I would lean also lean more towards the they di- this didn't happen until after Hayward took over. Okay. Because I, I agree with both. All right. Because I would say let you know there's this is a 5-year window. Mhm. If it, you would think that with the most brilliant minds at sword you would be able to work up a prototype at least at the 5 year mark is is that not reasonable to think yeah yeah absolutely it, it I, mean, is, I would say so but we're also talking stark technology right stark and uh, but, whoever he was working with uh, that one doctor Yes, but also keep in mind, Justin Hammer was able to reverse engineer some stuff pretty quick. Yeah. And and Obadiah Stain also able to, you know, to, to basically, I, I don't want to say reverse engineer in Stain's part, but it incorporates some stuff. Right. Right. So I would think that at, at the five-year point, you would be further along. And for all we know, episode seven is going to show us a prototype body. I mean, there are still there's still plenty of time to show that. Right. Right. But I would say probably if at the point where Wanda basically steals it, you know, steals his body back, his body is still in pieces. Is he not? Did I just like completely miss? Yeah, he he's still in pieces. Yeah, I mean, because you remember, there's that one point where she looks at him and he's all gray and colorless, and he still has the piece dug dug out yeah. from head. So, yeah. what I'm saying is the fact that he is that his body is still in pieces. That tells me that they're not far enough along in the process to have a working model. No. So this is telling me that this is all Hayward's doing. This is something that has come about after he took over. Okay. And also the fact that Hayward seems to be more interested in creating weapons than monitoring them. Exactly. And that is something that Monica herself pointed out. Well, now, here's here's something else. Do you think that as a result of this that we're going to get, like, the white body um, vision? Or do you think – or do you think that this is a case of when vision is gone, he's gone? Because we haven't had anybody reappear in the MCU for, you know, usually once you mean gone. aside from Phil Coulson. Okay. Except for outside of Coulson, but 
there are even issues with Colson. Yeah. Oh snap! I just thought of something when you uh, said that. I have been, I've I've had this there. I just mentioned this theory about having a, a copy of the Ultron AI. Oh, what if it's not the Ultron AI, but the Vision one? Like like more like a copy of Jarvis. I want to say I've brought that up before. You may have. May have. Oh, okay. All right. So so what we have or what they possibly have is a copy of Jarvis and the idea they're trying to figure out how to take this copy of Jarvis, download it into Vision's body to see if they can get this thing to work again. That's how you could get the white Vision. Because the white Vision does not have personalities, basically data. Right. See, I think, I know know we've talked about this. Um, Shuri and Wanda and someone else, I can't remember who, were trying to get the Mind Stone out of him before battling Thanos. Okay. I remember the scene in Infinity War. Shuri and Vision were there in the lab. Wanda was watching over. It was Bruce because she was questioning Bruce. It's like, yo, well, why didn't you just do X, Y, and Z? He goes, "Um, well, we didn't think of it. Right. So, yeah. But who's to say that they um, at that time didn't take a backup of Jarvis or of Vision? would definitely – if you're going to do computer – if you're going to work on any kind of computer, you're going to want to have to back up your files as best as you can. Right. So it could be now. Well, I mean, we're already talking about sword recovering his body from Wakanda. Who's right? to say at this point in time, sword hasn't tried to hack Shuri's system to try and get a copy of the AI. Oh, did Shuri even survive the snap? Oh, we don't know that. Do we? Why you? Be right back. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Did, did we see Shuri? See, we didn't see her at you know, in the movie past the point where they break into the lab. Right. So we don't know. So I'm looking. I'm looking this up now too, and my computer's running really slow, and you guys are freezing more than Elsa. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, um, okay, so here's something that I have. No, here we go. Okay. All right, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, fandom wiki says, um, two years later, she was tasked by her brother and the Avengers in removing the Mind Stone from Vision's head to have Wanda Maximoff destroy it as the android was under threat from Thanos. She was soon compromised by Corvus Glaive, who ambushed her lab and quickly defeated Shuri. Shortly after, she was among the many who died when Thanos completed the Infinity Gauntlet and wiped out half of all life in the universe. She was res- she was resurrected by Hulk in 2023, upon which she participated in the Battle of Earth. Okay. So, yeah, the the picture that I'm getting here now, guys, is uh, Sword and you know several other organizations probably took advantage of the snap and basically hacked what they could. Yeah, and since Sword knew. That vision was at um, in Wakanda. They went and got him. Could only 
assume that they knew that Shuri yeah. quite possibly downloaded the AI or they knew since sh- there's no signs of Shuri, no signs of T'Challa. Mm-hmm. This was a chance for them to walk to to hack into Wakanda into her labs. Yeah. Yeah. And get and what also, they can who's get. To say, who's to say that they didn't try to hack Stark, too? Right. Because immediately after the snap, he wasn't around either. Right. Well, like like we said, he was off planet. Right. But now in the Pepper, comics, but Pepper, yeah. who's a tech whiz herself, has got Stark Industries on lockdown. I would hope. You would hope. I, and I would think that Shuri would would not just leave the door open. Like you know, she would have it set if she had not like logged in. You know, within the X number of hours, yeah, that things will be be locked down. You would yeah, think. you would think that. You would think that, but at the same time, I mean, we're we're projecting so many variables. There's so many plates up in the air. There's so many moving parts to any and all of this. And 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 the the I believe the writers are doing this by design. Um. Because have we really? I mean, if you think about it, all the things that we thought about of what of what could be between Infinity War and Endgame, when you get to post snap, like you you realize there's so many more questions out there now. now. Oh yeah, I mean, you know? there, I mean, five years of stories that could be told post snap, or excuse me, post blip, right? But I think those those have so many potential, those five years. But if you are in a, an organization such as SWORD or SHIELD, what, however you know, incarnation that is at the time of the snap, I mean, first of all, you're going to want to try to gather as much intel on what's going on as possible. True. And if you know that Wakanda is at the heart of all this, you're going to try to hack as much, you know, gather as much info as you can. Right, 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 right. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense in my mind that Sword would have wound up not just with Vision's body, but also would have tried to hack uh, computers in Wakanda. Right. And would have gotten some. Yeah, they they would you know they would have gotten lucky with something. Yeah, would, yeah. I hmm. mean, you know, look at what happened with CD Projekt Red. Somebody hacked them and was able to you know sell their source code on the dark web. Right. If people nowadays can do that, then there's really nothing to say that this couldn't happen in the MCU. I mean, it's almost a given. Yeah. So huh. I mean. I, I would not put I would not put it past Sword to have successfully hacked Stark or Shield because if we remember in the comics Shield you know when they disbanded you were able to you know certain people were able to hack into their computer banks and get a lot of information that Shield had access to right right well but uh, uh but she's for that matter when in in Winter Soldier, where Natasha basically uploads all of Shield onto the internet, yeah, who's to say that Sword couldn't have gotten a hold of a bunch of stuff from that? It's true. Yeah, I mean, once it's out there, it's out there. You know? Yeah, this is true. But I, all right, I have pointed out to you guys 
before um, over the weekend that I caught a timeline error. Well, apparently I'm wrong because we apparently skip the 90s with this episode. We're in the 2000s. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the opening was is reminiscent of Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle, which and was Full a House. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I'm thinking yeah. of something else. I'm- yeah, this was Malcolm in the Middle. Okay. Which is 2000s. Right. But what's the two movies that are showing on the movie at the movie theater? The two movies are The Incredibles and The Parent Trap. Hmm? So The Parent Trap, Wanda and, and Vision. And I'm thinking also, more vision than Wanda, but that's okay. And we also have, you know, it's also twins, who, long lost twins who find each other. Right. So it's Wanda big. and Pietro. The Incredibles. Eric, Family you, of Supers. And what do you call it? Your quote, the best Fantastic Four movie ever made. Yes, I did say that, didn't I? Yeah. And I stand by that. So I don't I don't think that's a nod to the Fantastic Four. That is a reach that would that would require Mr. Fantastic level stretching powers. I think it is the reach of Fantastic Four. Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic stretching power. I honestly feel that is their subtle way of saying Fantastic Four without saying Fantastic Four. Because I think people on the show have listened to our podcast. <laughs> well, that just proves that they are people of taste. It's true. It now, because I still say the person Monica is meeting up with is Reed Richards. Okay, so let's 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 just stop right there because Kylan had it, it talked about this before we started recording. Yes. Yep. Kylan, please elaborate or repeat for the folks at home who did not get the advantage of hearing us before the recording started. Okay. So, now there there are a limited number of characters in the Marvel universe who are aerospace engineers. And, and, and this is going back to what Mo- when Monica said that she knew someone who was an aerospace engineer. Technically speaking, Reed Richards is not an aerospace engineer. Technically speaking. You know, he, he could do aerospace engineering because he's like, one of the smartest people in the Marvel Universe, but technically by training, is not an aerospace engineer. That being said, there is a character who is. Uh, his name is the Blue Marvel. Now, the Blue Marvel is, in the, in the comics anyway, he's a Marvel character who has uh, a relationship of some type with Monica Rambeau, and he is an aerospace engineer. Um, and actually, I'm bringing up Blue Marvel just so I can make sure that I have uh, make sure I have the name correct for him. Uh, so, all right. So the the aerospace engineer is 
and I'm and I apologize because as I'm pulling this up, it keeps bringing up Reed Richards. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Google wants you to believe it's Reed Richards. Uh, okay, uh, Adam Brashear. So Adam Brashear is a he was a hero who was with the Ultimates. He was also with the Mighty Avengers. Uh, he's a character who was created. His first appearance was around 2008. Okay. So now he he is somebody that even if we don't see him as the Blue Marvel, he is a deep enough cut that, you know, he may be uh, a character that could be brought in that could be a nod to the character itself. The other thing is this. Paul Bettany, in an interview uh, with uh, Esquire magazine, said uh, he did note with uh, talking about all of the rumors and speculation of who this surprise Avenger Marvel character uh, that would be showing up on the show. And he stated that he's super excited because of everything he's read. Nobody has guessed right yet. And he has wanted to work with this actor for his entire life. He's excited and that there there was like practically fireworks on screen and that, you know, he he really you know that he is really excited for what the fans will see as a result of this. And so the, and the big name that has popped up since then still goes with Reed Richards. As far as I know, is someone he has not worked with. But he said his entire life. This actor, that the, the, the actor who's a, who's attached to Reed Richards, you know, he he's forty one. Oh, then what? Maybe fifteen, ten, fifteen years? Maybe because I mean, he was he got his big start with the office, <laughs> and then you know, from the office, he went into movies. And of course, no, he's now Jack, uh, Jack, Jack, Arnold. Jack, Arnold. We're, con- we're talking John Krasinski. Right. I, I be honest with you. I, but that's not that my entire life. See, that doesn't line up to me because I mean, he's still too fresh for, for Paul Bettany to have wanted to work with this person all his life. Right. Now, I was talking with Dawn. Now, she threw something out here. And I'm just going to throw it out there, too, because the more I thought about the more I've not been, I've been, this has been marinated in my brain. So I'm just going to throw it out there because she, she's, she's the one who first mentioned Blue Marvel to me. And the actor that she could see playing Blue Marvel is Denzel Washington. Now, that would be a jaw-dropping moment to have an actor of that caliber show up in the MCU. Now, mind you, that to me, that's, you know, that is at the slightly higher level than you know, what we get with Sam Jackson as Nick Fury or, uh, or uh, Larry Lawrence Fishburne as Giant Man. You know? I thought uh, Lawrence Fishburne was Lash. No, no, that was uh, um, oh gosh, from um, he was in um, Lash was, and I'm thinking of L.A. Law, and I can't think of his name now. I'll get. 
Uh, now, Bendy's only been active. Andrew Garner. Yeah. No, wait a minute. No. No, he was played by Blair Underwood, not yeah, Lawrence Blair Fishburne. Underwood. Yeah, Blair Underwood was Lash. Uh, so, Larry Lawrence Fishburne was Giant Man in um, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Okay. Which, so, I mean, I mean you, no, go ahead. You have, you have Blair already having played a role. You have. Fishburne already having played a role. You have Samuel L. Jackson already having played a role. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that that um, that Denzel Washington, I, I I'd put him in as a good choice. I I, I, I even threw out there uh, uh, Will Smith. Will Smith. Just, just and, and, yeah, and that's the, and Dom was like, no, she she just couldn't see. For a character like Blue Marble, um, you know though, you know though, he played Ali. He did, he did, and, um, and he also played. Oh Lord, what was his name in Independence Day? Um, I liked his role in Independence Day. I wish I could remember his name. Um, it wasn't Steve. It was uh, Fudge. Uh, I can't. I can't think of his name. But yeah, I mean, I could see him. In, um, in playing a character like what he played in um, Independence Day, uh, he was uh, he was Steve Steve Hiller. Steve Hiller. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, see, he he's played a pilot, right, a fighter right. pilot, so he could play an aerospace engineer. He could. He has played Hancock in I Am Legend, mm-hmm. so he has played you know superhero esque. Characters. I mean, and and he legend he was a scientist. Yeah, I mean, as Smith is in a good age range for um, uh, for a love love interest or former love interest for Monica. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, I I think you know Denzel or Will Smith. I think could could do very well. Now. I would still be shocked as all get out if it turns out it's Will Smith. I mean that'd be that'd be a big get. That that would be a huge get. Wait, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Small issue though, and I don't know if it would matter. The fact that Will Smith had been in uh in Suicide Squad. No. No. Not an issue, you think? No, I don't think so. Okay. I, I really don't because you know, he's not the only one that has been – he would not have been the only one to be both in DC and Marvel. And that's true too. So. Let me throw another name out at you. This gentleman has played a pilot in two different movies. He has played a Navy diver. Uh, I want to say he's had other military roles. I'm thinking Cuba Gooding Jr. Mm, I could see that. Uh, mm. I mean, if why not? And I'm sure he's someone that somebody like Paul Bettany would want to work with since he f- kind of fits the type of roles that Bettany or in type of films that Bettany goes after. And yeah, I can see that. Has been around since the eighties. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, that, a, that 
that would be an interesting take. Okay. There's there's also this this one guy. I can't remember if he was in one of the NCIS or CSI or Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you talking about Shamar Moore? Yes, Shamari Moore. Uh, I don't think he would because he's doing SWAT right now. Okay. Thank you for for picking up on where I was trying to go with that because I, for the life of me, could not remember his name. Yeah, he uh, yeah, he actually plays he actually plays Hondo in SWAT. So, yeah. which was the character that uh, Sam Jackson played in the movie SWAT? Yeah. yeah. So you know, now, what but about- no, I. I think Shamari Moore could do it. He could. He's not as big a get as Will Smith or Denzel Washington, though. Right? No, no, no. What about McKee Pfeiffer? Uh, no, no. I mean, I, I'm not against him, but I think, I, I don't think that he is. I, I could be wrong. I don't think that he's as he he would be as big. As that, I could be wrong. Well, I I only throw it out there because you know big movies he's been a part of. He was part of the Divergent series. He was in Torchwood. He was in Lie to Me. ER, um, of course, was in Eight Mile. Right, and he's been around a while. He he's yeah. he, he he's had an impressive career. Yeah, I mean, put him on the list. You know, um, I, I don't know. I, I also still there's still part of me that wants to see Don Cheadle come in as um, as right. War Machine showing up, you know, driving the bunker truck. Yes, because it, I, to my memory, there's no um, there's no real indication of what his area of specialty is. We know that he's been with the Air Force. And supposedly he and Tony met up at MIT. Right. So, you know, there is that possibility. Well, I mean, and you- also since since he is a, a member of the Avengers, he would have access to resources and information rivaling sword. Right. And, and he does. He, he he has he has to have some level of engineering knowledge because he does. Main work on modify and maintain war, the more machine armor. Well, see, here's the thing. He also was the one who was able to basically pilot the war machine without any, you know, coaching from Stark. That's true. Stark created the Iron Man armor for himself. Right. It is a one-of-a-kind prototype armor. Well, one-of-a-kind except for all these different Mark whatevers that he keeps building. Right. But, you know, he, Rhodey and Pepper are the only two really that have been able to pilot Stark armor successfully. I don't know that I really count Bruce piloting the Hulkbuster as successfully because no, that that was that was haphazard as yeah, that was that was almost Jar Jar Binks piloting the clone tank. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean he was he was lucking up most of the time. Yeah, 
<laughs> I like how you put that. Okay, now my mar- brain is just full of uh, full of when Thor shows up in Wakanda. You know the the helmet retracts, and you see Jar Jar Binks going, "You saw it big to do now." Ah, <laughs> <sighs> word. Okay, give me Blue Marvel's name again, real quick. The, the actor or the 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 uh, the character name. Uh, it is. Hold on. He's embarrassing. Uh, it is, um, Blue Marvel is referring to Adam Brashear. He holds a PhD in theoretical physics and a master of science in electrical engineering from Cornell University. Okay, I'm looking at uh, I am looking at the IMDb uh, IMDb page, mm-hmm. and I am not seeing any uh, I'm not seeing any reference to an Adam Bashir. I I don't think there. Well, I looked at the IM, IMDb page for tomorrow's episode, and outside of cast that has already been discussed. There's no one new listed. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to happen until after the episode drops. Yeah, probably not. But you can't blame a guy for trying. I know. <laughs> because I was right there with you trying. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and you would think that this is not something that would happen in the last episode. Like, you know, you don't need more than just one hour to wrap all this up. Like oh, now absolutely. is where all of it has to start, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. No, I'm just looking at the writing credits for this series. Right. And they are crediting John Buscema, Jack Kirby, and Stan Lee among them. Right. Okay. I just thought that was interesting. Which means they're taking plots and ideas from the comics. Well, Stan Lee has characters in the parentheses. Gotcha. Now, speaking of characters, I found it interesting, the whole sequence with Agnes. Uh-huh. Question is, was she truly under the control of Wanda, or was she faking it? See, I don't think she was faking it at that point. I don't think so either. Okay. Here's just my little quick theory on what happened. Agnes was trying to where vision meets her. She is at the edge of the hex, almost as if she's trying to leave. Yeah. Okay. What if Wanda or whoever is really behind all this kind of spots that and says, yeah, you're not leaving. And basically puts the hex on her hmm. because it, unless Agnes is just really throwing an Oscar worthy acting job here, she is, she is clearly under somebody's influence. Right. Now it's easy to believe it's Wanda and that's really kind of what we've been led to believe. And maybe it is. I mean, do I, do I say, well, that's Mephisto? I don't know. Because, you know, an argument can be made for 
Agnes being the one manipulating the whole thing up until that point. Right. Is she doing it on somebody else's orders? It's true. Like, say, if you want to throw this theory out there that Mephisto is, or Nightmare, is the one behind all this, Agnes being a willing participant up until a certain point where she's like, you know what? This is too much for me. I want out. And that's where she tries to drive off the drive out of the hex. I still question whether it was um, she she's throwing a a uh, what do you call it a a curveball to Vision, making him think because I think she's involved more than and she's not really under control. Well, I mean, yes, she's definitely she's definitely part of it. She is definitely I think I've used the phrase in on the gag. She's a willing participant and it's very much possible that yes, she is just acting to try to throw suspicion off of her. Right. But there's also that scene right there also cast out as to just how willing she is. Right. I mean, I mean, because I, I have to admit, I was a little surprised by that scene. Yes. Because um, I, I do believe, I, I, I believe that she really was trying to go. Uh, and, and, and if she, if she was trying to leave, obviously Wanda is not the one in control of her now. Yeah. Um, Whoever is behind all of this. I mean, okay, we know that Wanda supposedly has the majority of control, but there's something else going on here because even Pietro was basically trying to win her confidence. Because remember, even in the conversation with her, he says, you could talk to me. You know, I'm your brother. I'm not your husband. You could tell me anything. And she says, I don't know how I did this. Right. Because I don't think she did. I don't think she set it up. I think she's just maintaining it. Yeah. And the, the one who some- I, I think the hex shape is also still a a sign of um uh shoot sign leading back to Agnes because of the hex that witches yeah. put on people to control well, them. Now, in all fairness, though. I mean, it it is not uncommon for people who how do I how do I put this in, in a good way? People who snap mm-hmm. don't always remember what they do after they've snapped. Right. Like say if if um, if say you know I'm getting you know beat up by by th- by by muggers and I snap and then the next thing I know. I'm, you know, I'm standing around with a pile of bodies around me. And as it turns out, I beat those guys to death. I don't remember any of that. Right. And and that's that's a bad example. That's a horrific example. Folks, don't try to mug people and don't try to beat people to death with your bare hands. Okay. Okay. thank you. (laughs) So seriously, though, people who are under great amounts of stress you know, something happens, they snap. They honestly don't remember what they do. Uh, 
I think probably all it just reminds me of a Christmas story when Ralphie. Yes. <laughs> the Scott Farkas affair, as it came to be known. You know, so yeah. I mean, and, and, and you're right. I mean, especially maybe it's since we're spitballing here, maybe Wanda got wind that sword had taken her boyfriend. boyfriend's body. Uh, and she was like, oh, you know what? I just got back and you guys have been doing this. And she just lost it. Or maybe yeah. I saw that she was losing it and just tipped it over the edge. And oh, yeah. by the way, boom. Yeah, I mean, if if you want to go on the theory that Nightmare is behind this, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be hard for him to just kind of nudge her in that direction. It wouldn't be hard at all. No. Well, really, it wouldn't be hard for anybody, whether it be Nightmare, Mephisto, or Irving Forbush. That's true. For that matter. <laughs> Howard the Duck could be behind all this for all we know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I swear, if Howard showed up, Howard is the aerospace engineer. <laughs> Y'all laugh now. Howard uh, is the one driving the bunker truck. <laughs> Y'all laugh now. Y'all laugh now. Yeah, yeah, I know. Laugh while you can, monkey boy. Got it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't do a good enough accent. Laugh while you can, the monkey boy. <laughs> And we can quote me, me. Me. <laughs> We can quote that because that was uh, a moment. A moral Yes, it was. And in the movie, Bonsai was Marvel comic. Yep. So, so I hate to say it. Is it? Is, is it time? It's, it's that time. Final thoughts. Uh, you know what? I I cannot wait like i i am it's part of the discussions that we've had last couple of episodes here that or last couple of issues that i am so glad that they went with a weekly format i guess be doing yourself a disservice if you tried to binge this yes you know yes Really, hey, what you know, you, you, you can credit this to marvel or to disney whoever you want but I love the weekly installment format. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw it with Mandalorian and people go, I, I don't know why they do this weekly stuff. You make it. It's like, dude, when I was growing up, that's all you had. Right. Yeah. Or you had the special night. You had two hour. You, you had like a back. Yes. Episode, but that was rare. Yes. So it's almost like, you know, kids welcome back to the days where you had to watch something on a certain night of the week. Yep. Because and that was something that we really uh, I really enjoyed when I was like in elementary school and high school where you know we come back from the weekend we it's like yo did you see the 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 Sunday night movie on ABC and or whatever it was it's kind of like or did you see the latest episode of the incredible hulk and we would talk like we are talking now. Yeah. Yeah. And so that to me was a great thing about television at the time because, you know, because you weren't watching an entire season at once. Right. right. 
you you that was actually something to look forward to each week. Yeah. As something that you could talk to about your you know with your friends. Like, okay, you you didn't all have the same taste in music. You didn't have all all the same taste in clothes. You didn't have the all the same taste in in girls or boys or whatever. But that was something you could talk to with each other, and it was it was common ground with one another. Mm-hmm. And that was always something you could talk with, you know, talk to each other about, and you geek out with each other. So you just don't get that to the same degree with, you know, oh, well, the, oh, the new season of Daredevil dropped. Did you, you been watching? He's like, oh, no, I haven't got to it yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, as much as uh, looking back on it, I wish and maybe because this wasn't even a concept at that point. I almost I wish now that they had done each of those series weekly, you know? Yeah. I, I do. I, I mean, truth is, there wasn't anything stopping me from doing one a week. But you know what? If there's a, if there's a cliffhanger on episode two and I'm able to go watch episode three, I, I can't lie. I'm going to do it. But if I'm forced, I'm going to enjoy it. You know, see, we wouldn't be able to have these kinds of conversations and explore these kinds of fan theories if an entire season of WandaVision dropped in one day. No, no, right. we wouldn't. But, hey guys, Jessica Jones and Punisher has joined Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and Daredevil in being back under Marvel control. Good. So yeah. let's, so, so countdown begins to where all those shows are going to wind up on Disney Plus. Uh, let's hope. And let's. a new Defender series. I I think I finally want to see Heroes for Hire instead. Yes. Yes, I can totally see that. Yeah, I need that. Okay. I'm just going to throw this out here. We've been talking about WandaVision. Would anybody else like to see, like, the Punisher show up in in, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yes. Oh, man. I I mean – if if there's ever like a merc soldier gun nut type that could out gun nut Bucky, it's Punisher. <laughs> oh man! With the possible exception of Rocket, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, if you guys have no other final thoughts, then there's only thing, only one thing left to to say. Begin the systems check. Okay, I guess we're doing systems check tonight. aspects of my personality that I can't control. So you shrink? It's a little bit more complicated than that. Bruce, trust me when I tell you, I've heard them all. Not this one. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. 
people are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now. And I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets. And they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and right here on the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This has been a Weeby Geeks production.